time. You do not want to wait for a symptom to show up before you start taking control of your health. Don't wait for the toothache, right? That was Dr. Daryl Joffrey. This is Marnie Salop. Thanks for tuning into my podcast, Marnie on the Move. Each week, I will be inviting interesting, innovative movers and shakers to join me on the show and share their story. You will discover and hear from thought leaders, experts, influencers, and entrepreneurs from the worlds of wellness, sports, beauty, fitness, fashion, and more. Marnie on the Move will feature an eclectic mix of people I know, work with, and think are generally doing cool things. On each episode, I sync up with my guests about life, career, and training, and showcase their expertise and story. Hello, welcome, and welcome back to the Marnie on the Move podcast. I'm your host, Marnie Salop. I'm super psyched to dial you in to today's conversation with my favorite health and wellness expert, Dr. Daryl Joffrey. We are talking about the game-changing GI map test that Daryl had me do a few weeks ago, and I cannot express in words how truly next level this test is. I highly recommend everyone do it, with a functional practitioner, of course. As you know, I am a huge fan of preventative healthcare. I test 43 blood biomarkers every four months with Inside Tracker, and I've been doing this for years. On a recent test, I noticed that something was up with a few of my blood biomarkers and levels thanks to Inside Tracker's alert for me to contact a doctor. So I reached out to Dr. Daryl Joffrey, and he suggested we do a deeper dive into what was going on in my gut. This conversation reveals the eye-opening discoveries we made and what you most likely need to know as well. If you are not familiar with the GI MAP test, which stands for Gastrointestinal Microbial Assay Plus Test, it is a stool test that looks at what's happening in your gut, including pathogenic and opportunistic bacteria, worms, yeast, parasites, and comprehensive antibiotic-resistant genes. Daryl is going to break it down. Dr. Daryl Joffrey is a recurring guest on the Marnie on the Move podcast, and this conversation is part of a three-episode series that is a deep dive into health and wellness. Daryl is a celebrity nutritionist, author of the best-selling books, Get Off Your Sugar and Get Off Your Acid. He is the founder of Alchemind Supplements and the Joffrey Wellness Center in New York City, and Newport Beach, California. You may have heard him on the podcast on episodes 153 and recently episode 213, or maybe you've seen him on Access Hollywood, live with Kelly and Brian, The Doctors, Extra, E! News. Today, he joins us on Money on the Move. Dr. Joffrey is offering all of you 15% off Alchemine supplements. Use our code MARNI15. I am a huge fan of Alchemine Supplements, vitamin D3 and K2 and omega-3. I also love their acid-kicking, plant-based organic protein powder and mineral mix. But there's a lot more to choose from. Go to getoffyouracid.com, use our code MARNIE15 and get 15% off. Now, on to my conversation with Daryl. Daryl, it is so great to have you back on the podcast again. I am so excited and thank you so much for nudging me to do <laughs> the GI map test because 
I was thinking about it for a little too long. So let's talk about it. What is going on in my gut? And why is it so important that people consider adding this GI MAP test to their preventative healthcare routines? Thank you, Marty. Great to be back. This is my favorite test. And it's crazy because people hear, oh, I got to do a stool test. It's like, uh, do I want to do that? It's, it's probably the most powerful test that I do. And I think that anyone can do, especially if you're looking to change your health and figure out why you might be feeling the way you're doing, because it's really looking at the underlying causes of inflammation and, you know, the gut There's a reason why we call it the root system of the body. If you have a tree and you have fruit, that's not bearing healthy fruit. You know, it's not a problem with the actual fruit. It's a problem with the root system of the tree. So it's the same thing with our body. We have to trace it back to that root system, which is the gut. And our guts have been under assault from the amount of physical, emotional, chemical stress, not just over the last two years, but our entire life. You know, think about our gut never gets a break. The average American eats 17 times a day. It's crazy from snacking and eating. So that's what the GI map test does. That's what we did with you. And thank you for finally doing it. No, there wasn't a nudge. Mar- Marnie is so proactive. Uh, she was on top of this like a boss. So I had to, um, like, you know, it was a little bit of a a, lear- a little bit of a mental challenge yeah. to do the test. I was excited to see because I'm I'm always trying to figure out like what's going on. So you know, again, what you inspect, you respect. So a lot of what we found was really good, and of course, you're doing a lot of good things for your health, but. Um, everybody's got stuff in their gut. You know, I did it on myself. I did it on my wife. I did it on my children. It's like, there's always stuff in there, whether you have a symptom or not. And again, we talked about this the last time. You do not want to wait for a symptom to show up before you start taking control of your health. Don't wait for the toothache, right? So this test is critical because it looks at GI North and GI South. Are we digesting and assimilating the things that we need to absorb those nutrients into the body. So if you're out there and you're having low energy, there's a very good chance that your digestive system is not optimized because even if you're eating healthy foods, you might not be breaking those foods down properly because something that's off in your gut to be able to get those foods in. So we start by this GI map looking at what's happening up here with three major organs. We're looking at your stomach, which produces your hydrochloric acid, right? So when I say get off your acid, uh, I'm not talking about the hydrochloric acid. That's actually good acid. We want that. And as we get older in age, especially after, you know, the age 30 or so, the the amount of hydrochloric acid starts to go down. It's like as we get older, unless you're Marnie, we don't get stronger. We get a little slower. uh, We don't get faster. I'm getting slower. No, you're not. You're getting faster. So this is what happens slowly over age. The same thing happens in your stomach. So that's really the core uh, of so many people's issues because- When you eat your food, two things have to happen. We have to break down that food, and that's what the hydrochloric acid does so we can take those nutrients in. And that's really the number one cause of most food sensitivities is that if we're not breaking that avocado down, which is a health food, it's God's butter, your body sees that little piece of avocado, which should be like a tiny little minuscule thing and says, oh, that's an avocado. That's a morning avocado. I could take that in for fuel. But if we're not breaking down that avocado, now it's a big piece. Your body says that looks like an avocado, but- that's not avocado. And it flags it as non-self foreign and it attacks it and it creates an inflammatory response. So now you eat something like eggplant, which people say, don't avoid all nightshades. No, it's like, what is that nightshade affecting you? Don't avoid all nightshades like tomatoes and eggplant. For me, if I eat eggplant, I get an itchy mouth. Well, when I did my MRT food sensitivity test, lo and behold, I had a massive inflammatory reaction to eggplant. So it wasn't about me avoiding eggplant. I had to stop eggplant for a few months while I optimized the function of my digestive system, which the GI map, the stool sample test, 
told me was out of balance. So we're looking at hydrochloric acid. We're looking at your gallbladder. Um, are we producing enough bile salts to break down the fats? And then the third part, we're looking at your pancreas, which does two things. Are we regulating blood sugar? But from a digestive standpoint, are we creating enough of the enzymes when you eat your food uh, to digest your proteins, fats, and carbs? And most people, again, as they age, they don't. So that's okay. GI North. And then there's GI South where all the stuff happens. And we're looking at things like leaky gut and stealth pathogens and the healthy gut microbiome. Do you have a lot more flowers uh, than right. weeds or are the weeds overtaking the garden? So that's kind of what the test looks at. It looks at inflammation levels via something called calprotectin. It's looking at a, a lot of different things like that. Uh, you tell me where you want to dive in with, uh, with your results. Breakdown. You did all the positive stuff. Now tell me what's going wrong. <laughs> Yeah, beautiful. Okay. So on page one, I'm looking at mine over here, which is why I'm looking to the left. Okay. These are like your really like harmful pathogens. Uh, you might've heard of E. coli or C. diff. Most of the time you would know if you had one of these bacteria in your gut, because you might have like really bad diarrhea or runs. Right. And right. sometimes right. it might be on a low level where you don't have those symptoms, but it can still show up. Salmonella. We've seen this on people with no salmonella, like symptoms where you think you would get like from eating raw chicken. Page one, Marnie is in the clear. We saw less than Ooh, DL all okay. the way down the line, which cool. means less than detectable limits, which means Marnie is good. Uh-oh. And then we get to page two. <laughs> and then we get to page two, the top one, we are seeing something called high levels of Helibacter pylori, which is H. pylori. Right. So many of you might've heard of H. pylori. Marnie, what, what do you know about H. pylori? It sounds awful. I don't know anything about it. A lot of people have it. It's the most transmissible and again, communicable form of bacteria. It's, uh, it goes very easily through, through food and things like that. So it's a very common thing, but a lot of people, even children have it on a very, very low level. What H. pylori does and where it lives is in your stomach. Okay. It's a bacteria that lives in your stomach and not to be gross, but it's got these like little like burrows, like screws and they like burrow into your stomach lining and they're very smart bacteria. They've been around for a long time, a very, very long time. As far as history goes. So they know how to survive. And what they do is your stomach should be acidic, right? So not to get too technical, but uh, alkaline is over here, acids over here. So the pH of your stomach should be very acidic on a scale of zero to 14. It should be around like 1.5 to three. Okay. Right. Why? Because when you eat your food, it's got to break down that food, especially protein to get into the system. H. pylori does not like acid because acid kills. Think about acid from a common sense standpoint. Acid is corrosive. So these guys are so smart, they actually secrete their own enzyme as they burrow into your stomach. Just lovely picture, right? Fine, And fine. what I'm they do dying. with these enzymes is they shift the pH of your stomach from that really acid pH to a more alkaline pH. And this is where alkaline is bad, guys. So I'm, I'm a big guy with the alkaline diet, with the way we, way we eat, but the stomach needs to be acidic. And it makes, it makes acid on demand, right? Um, based on what you're giving it. But that's what it does to create its longevity. So it can sit there and basically multiply and Marnie had high levels of this. So um, this is something that we have to address. My question to you, Marnie, are you having any um, reflux, bloating, upper GI symptoms? Because what these guys typically cause in a symptomatic picture is reflux. They can cause ulcers in your stomach, in your esophagus, even down in the uh, small intestine. They can cause bloating and things like that. So uh, from a symptomatic standpoint, you're having anything like that? I have not. Although one thing I, I have noticed I don't have any acid reflux and I haven't, the only thing that is weird that I've noticed is that when I, and this is so strange, but whenever I eat, um, ch- like if I order chicken and broccoli from 
a Chinese restaurant, it is hard for me to swallow, to digest. I don't know if that is that. I mean, I'm gluten-free, like, it's, you know, not probably good to eat chicken and broccoli. <laughs> and I definitely am allergic to chicken, I think, but hey. But probably the broccoli's not cooked. Who knows? It's a good Chinese restaurant. So if I could do a side note on this, I like that you said this because again, it's like, these are things that we have to address because there's a lot of people out there ordering Chinese food. So if I was to order Chinese food and order that dish, what I would do is I would say, can you please steam the chicken and broccoli and put the sauce on the side? So the sauce is the most dangerous part of that meal. Obviously I could pick apart that. It's not organic yeah. chicken. It's loaded with omega-6 fast, but who cares about Bad. that? It's like the when I'm desperate, I eat that. Yeah. I will order that. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, again, it's like, are there any inflammatory foods in there that we're testing you from our the MRT, the other test that we're going to do? So we don't know if if there is something, an ingredient in there, and it tests for, by the way, 170 different, not just foods, but chemicals. So maybe MSG is something that you might have a, a reaction to. So yeah. we'll know about that. Yeah. But the, from this side of it, from the GI map, what we know is that you have low levels of hydrochloric acid, and that's causing two problems for you. Number one, when you're eating your food, even when you eat healthy, you're not truly digesting the food the way that you need to, and you're not getting those nutrients into your bodies, into your cells to create energy, and energy is health, right? So that's number one. That makes complete number, sense, yeah. Number two, your hydrochloric acid in your stomach is the first line of defense. So when pathogens come in through the air, remember, we don't have to be in a third world country barefoot on the soil to get things like parasites and other forms of bacteria. They come in through the water that we drink, they come in through the air that we breathe, they come in from the food, and your body relies on that first line of, of defense, which is the hydrochloric acid right here in the stomach, to kill it. Right. But if our levels of hydrochloric acid are low, which is one of, I think, the most significant findings we found with you, then it's a free entryway into the microbiome, and then now this becomes the most fertile environment for these bad pathogens so that allows a passageway of these bad pathogens to sneak by that acid in the stomach and go into the gut. And there it becomes this like perfect environment for them to, to set up shop and basically build their, their colonies and their apartments and their houses. And, and just that that's the weeds in the garden. So, so disgusting. Yeah. So what we're going to do for you for this is number one, we're going to put you on a supplement called Mastica, which I really love. I, I see tons of clients with acid reflux, even though you're not having it. And by the way, symptomatically, you're, you're not really having symptoms of H. Yeah. pylori. So if your numbers were like on a lower level, if we saw like not that red high, high level, but we just saw like it's there, but like in just not a high level, I probably would have left it alone um, because probably it's not causing any harm. It's just been there forever, but we're seeing it high and I don't want to wait for a symptom to come on. We have to address that. So we're going to put you on, we're going to put you on a supplement called Mastica and the long-term game is what I'm going to do is um, introduce at some point soon something called hydrozyme, which is hydrochloric acid. So when you eat, we're going to actually add some hydrochloric acid into your meals because we know your body right now is not producing enough of that acid. So we're going to give it what it needs. We'll start low, we'll titrate up to what your body needs, and I'll teach you how to do that in a really healthy, safe way. And what that's going to do, it's going to eradicate this. And the long-term game is to get your pH back stable so your body starts to make its own hydrochloric acid so that the H. pylori can't live there long-term. So how long do you think it takes to get rid of these little bacteria, H. pylori's? Yeah, I, great question. I wish I had a crystal ball. It's different for everybody. So what we're going to do is we're going to put you on that supplement for three months, and then we'll stop you for a month. We'll retest, and then we'll see what's there. And, you know, many times people, it's gone from high to a, a normal level. Many times it's eradicated. For some people, because they're so stressed, 
Because think about this, Marnie, when we're stressed, your body doesn't care about digesting its food. All it wants to do is get out of danger and get away from that saber-toothed tiger so that we're not lunch. So we're not digesting food. It just suppresses hydrochloric acid. So we have to also be mindful of stress. So we'll retest. We'll see what's there. But okay. for some people, it could be gone in four months. Other people, it's a little bit longer. And we'll know once we, we get there. And what do I need to know about this supplement? Mastica, yes. Mastica comes from mastic gum. It's just a supplement that has a very high success rate at, um, at eradicating H. pylori. Okay. Um, there's a lot of different tools I have for it, but I've been taking care of clients for years and thousands of patients, and we get the best results on that. And it's powerful and it works. Okay, great. And what is hydrozone? Hydrozyme is a little tablet, which I like because some doctors will give you like a capsule, which has like um, a much higher number of hydrochloric acid. And we want to start low and maybe I would start on a half of it. We'll we'll break the tablet in half. Um, We'll start on a very low level and then we'll do that for three days as you're eating your meals. And if you don't feel anything when you eat that hydrochloric acid with your meal, it means that your body's using it and you need it. So after three days on day four, I'll go to a full tablet and then you're fine. You're not, you're not noticing any symptoms like burning when you eat for a few days. So, okay, Marnie needs a full tablet. And then on, so we do that till day six. So on day seven, you take another half, so one and a half. And it's like, Ooh, I feel a little burning in it. It didn't really feel that great. So I know that you're, we met your threshold for how much hydrochloric acid you're making and what we gave you supplement wise. And I bring you back down to one and then we keep you at one until your body starts to talk to you. For some people, it could be a month. For some people, it could be a few months. For me, I'm still on hydrochloric acid after a couple of years because my body still needs it. You know, it's yeah. not a high level, but that's just me and years of sugar abuse and, you know, lots of antibiotics and stuff like that. And my gut was destroyed, but my gut is is building up, you know, and I'm still working on it. So that's, that's what we use it for. Okay, cool. And then, okay, so next up. So next section. So these are, Marnie, now the good guys. These are like the your troops. These are the ones that fight off the bad guys. These are the flowers in your garden. You can see like the ones that we talked about in the last um, one, like, you know, bifobacterium, lactobacillus. You probably heard of those. Acromantia. These are all healthy bacteria that we want in there. This is why we take our probiotics. This is why you can have things like kimchi and sauerkraut, healthy daily culture foods. But we saw some depletion of your good gut army, right? Mm-hmm. So what we have to do is re-inoculate you and get, we have to strengthen your gut because right now your gut is in a little bit of a less strengthened state and you have some leaky gut. You can see the Escherichia, the Lactobacillus, the, the Clostridia, and then one of the most important bacteria for the microbiome, the Acromantia, says less than DL, which is less than detectable limits. It's not even there. So Marnie, this doesn't mean like I have to find a probiotic that has acromantia in it. No, no, no. Okay. We need to get you on a good, healthy probiotic. I'll yeah. start you on megasporbiotic. Which I have, yeah. Yeah, which you have strategically because that'll build up your, your microbiome, but it's also going to eradicate some of these bad guys that we don't want in there. So that's what we'll yeah. do. We'll start to build up the healthy army. It'll, we'll start to get rid of those weeds and the good will weigh the bad over time. All right, now I'm nervous. Next page. So now we go to the next the next page. Holy Now shit. we are looking at <laughs> now we're looking at the weeds in Marnie's garden, the opportunistic bacteria. We just looked at the good guys. And what we need to do for that is strengthen your gut with probiotics. Now we're flipping the coin. We're looking at the bad guys, the weeds. And if we see, we want to see less than DL, which means it's not there, less than detectable limits. If you see it in red, that means it's flagged high, which is not good. We have three of them flagged high. One is bacillus, one is staph, and the other one is strep, which you might have heard of. This is not the strep that you guys think of. This is not, 
you know, like strep in your, in your throat. This is a strep that lives in the gut. And then you'll see one underneath that methanobacteria, which is not high. Mm -hmm. It's just a, it's, it's in a black bold number, which you'll see you guys, when you look at this, it's there, it's within normal limits. But what you have to know, Marnie, is there's no such thing as normal bad bacteria. Yeah. yeah. We don't it's want it there. Bad. I want to listen to that, right? <laughs> yeah. And here's the other thing is that what we're looking at when we did this poopy test, right? Yeah. You got you ever see that like picture of the iceberg and you can see like the, the tip over the water and then the 90% of the iceberg you can't see below? Yeah. Yeah. We're drawing from what's above the water, what we can see. All of us are all we have these things called biofilms. You might have heard of a biofilm, which is like these bacteria and candida, which we'll talk about soon, and other forms of parasites, which you don't have, they're smart and they make these they make these biofilms where they, these like green domes. It's like you ever see like green sludge on a pond or in your shower, maybe, hopefully not. So the bacteria is smart and it, and it protects itself. So we're looking at everything above the ice, you know, the water, that tip of the iceberg. We're not seeing what's below it. So part of what we're going to do, what I do with all my clients, what we will do with Marnie is we're going to be putting you on something called a biofilm disruptor, which is also going to eradicate things like this bad bacteria we're talking about in candida, which we'll talk about in a second. But what it does is it's a little liquid. It's very easy to take and you just drink it a couple of times a day and it pokes holes in these biofilms. And basically what it does, it draws out these creepy crawlers that are hiding, brings them out into the open. And then we're going to be, we're going to be getting rid of it with your protocol. So don't get freaked out by this. And what we really need to do is not just get what's above the surface in Marnie's gut, but what's below the surface. And by the way, Marnie, this is not only you. I had this. We all have it. Every I, I have done this on thousands of clients. I have yeah. never seen a normal test. Everybody's got it. This is why everybody should be doing this test if they want to optimize their health. This is totally a game changer. Yeah, but here's the good thing about this part right here, yeah. all right? Okay. If you, the bacteria that we found flagged high, which I don't want there, they're not highly inflammatory bacteria. Okay. Okay. The ones that are very inflammatory would be these ones in the middle, Pseudomonas or Citrobacter, which I'm looking at right now, which you do not have. So that's the good news. I do have clients that have, you know, irritable bowel syndrome and uh, celiac and all sorts of, of bad gut issues, bloating and constipation and diarrhea and all that. And we find more of those inflammatory bacteria. So that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So it changes the way I approach the treatment protocol. So we still want to do some eradication of these bad guys, but it's going to be less of a protocol. And what I always try to do from a strategic standpoint is I want I want to make sure, especially Marnie, doesn't have to take as many things, right? Less is more. So if someone has like a bad bacteria in Candida, I try to find one supplement that can kill both of these guys. Right. Um, as opposed to saying, I need to take something for this or something for this and so on and so forth. Okay? Right. All right. Any questions about that section? Nope. I'm on the floor, passed out. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we don't really need to go into the potential autoimmune triggers. We found two low level ones. This doesn't mean you have an autoimmune issue. These are very common to show up in people. What it means is that sometimes people do get autoimmune issues, whether that's Hashimoto's, which is a thyroid or rheumatoid arthritis or whatever name it is. And we tend to find some of these bacteria present in, in these people. So, um, the ones that we found on you, I find literally on every test. It's really bizarre. Okay. I found it on my test. So, um, and they were very low level. So I'm not worried about that. But now we get to the next thing. Um, so again, if I can paraphrase right now, we have to strengthen your gut with probiotics. We got to help the pH of the stomach right. um, to improve your digestion and get rid of that H. pylori. We want to eradicate some of these high level bacteria, the weeds, which is like the strep and the staph. And now we get to the fungi yeast section, which is super important. I'm going to tell you why we found candida, which is we found it on a low level. 
Right. You know, so if you look at that number, it's within normal range. But here's the thing about candida, which I found as well. I mean, it's something I battled. Uh, candida could be nasty and it is nasty because it knows how to survive, literally. It knows how to survive an atomic bomb. It's crazy. Candida wow. loves sugar. Um, yeah. It loves carbs. It loves stress. Um, candida is in our gut to, to break away, to dissolve, to break down. Not to be gross, but when there's a dead body, candida is what breaks down. When right. you go into your fridge and there was an airtight container and there was food that really had no oxygen, you'll find mold, which is the dissolving of that. So that's what candida does. Um, so in a low, low amount, which everybody has, I right. see it on my live cell test, it's okay. We don't want it in high levels. So here's the thing. When we do the poopy test, which again, my son calls it the poopy test. I love it. All these bacteria that we just talked about, they can survive the oxygen that they hit when when the, the stool ha ha, you know, happens. Candida is not like that. Candida dies right away. It does not like this oxygen environment. So we really shouldn't see candida on here. Um, even if someone has it, mm -hmm. if we see candida on this test, it means that it's a significant issue, right? Yeah. Even though yours wasn't flagged high, it was low, it still means that there was enough of it to survive the oxygen. And this is something we have to pay attention to. So from a diet perspective, Marnie, like I had to do, you really need to um, go on more of an antifungal diet. Okay. And I'm telling you, for you, the sugar and the carbs is the worst thing for you. Okay. Um, you've got to be very mindful of that. Things like coconut oil is a powerful anti-candida. So I love coconut oil. Chlorophyll is a powerful anti-candida. So more of those foods. Okay. And we'll, we'll talk more about the diet another, another time. So that's the candida. And um, what we're going to do is put you on a supplement that's going to actually help you eradicate the candida. Okay. Um, so there's something that I love called crepilic acid. It's a product called Caprin, which works really good. And I have really great success. There's so many different tools I have in my tool bag to go after candida. So I always choose the one I, I get the best success with. So we'll start with that one and we'll use that to really help this. And you should do great with that. Okay. Cool. A lot of these supplements and protocols are things that you do for a short period of time. It's not something you do forever. And some of them, no. right. So it's well, like, yeah. you know, that's why working with someone like you, who's an expert, can help guide you through this process. Yeah, it's such an important point. You don't want to navigate this road by yourself. Trust yeah, me. there's no point in doing it. This is what I did, Marnie. I mean, this is, this is how I learned what I learned is that I had to navigate the road by myself. And, you know, a lot of a, do a lot of doctors along the way and a lot of money went down the toilet and, you know, money well spent as well. But I think working with someone like me or someone that understands this, it it's really about getting you from A to B as quickly as possible, as efficiently as possible, really honing yeah. in on the problem as opposed to like throwing darts at a dartboard and really getting you on the things that we know that works and then retesting. So yes, we do not, the goal of this is to get you off of these things as quickly as possible. We don't want you to be on these things um, for an extended period of time. And the faster we get off, you get off of these types of supplements means that we're eradicating these things. However, there's things that we have to do to do this because it's, it's gotten a little bit out of your body's ability to kind of navigate its own way. And this is what I was saying. Yeah. I mean, it, it all makes so much sense, Daryl, because I mean, just from my recent blood work that I did, I had a, like I said on the last podcast, I really have a gut sense that like things are off. So, and this is what's wild, Marnie, like, look at how healthy you are and look at how well you take care of yourself. Look at how you eat, look at how you exercise. And this was the same thing with me. Like I was doing all the right things and I got taken out. I had no idea. Thank God. I know what I know that I was able to know what tests I need to do for my body because of things in my environment that I was unknowingly being exposed to. But I found yeah. mold in my body. I found candida in my body. And I found a nematode parasite that the candida was hiding behind, 
which is why I couldn't get rid of the candida because if you have a parasite in your yeah. gut that's there, you could be treating the candida, which I was doing. I'm like, why can't I eradicate this candida with everything I'm doing? And then I went deeper and I found this parasite. And once I got rid of the parasite, I was able to go after the candida. So this is my point. Like you, you're doing the right things. You're yeah. doing so many good things. Yeah. This and is it's the not enough. This is why we got to test and not guess, you know, yeah. and this is the process. Exactly. Yeah. So, and speaking of parasites, I don't yeah. have any, thank God. You're good. And thankfully, because they have parasites could be really tough, you know, yeah. and you see them more than you would think, but you have no parasites, no protozoa, no worms. So that's good. And I was actually quite impressed with this last section with you. Most of my clients are much worse off in this. And again, a testament to you. You got some stuff that we got to work out, but a lot of this tests look great. Yeah. The first, this is the section called intestinal health, yeah. which is so important. This is one of the most important areas. We're looking at your digestion. So steatocrit is basically telling us, does Marnie have fat in her stool? So if you're out there and not to be gross guys, yes, we're going to talk about your poop. Yep. If your poop is floating, what that means, which is bad, that means you're not digesting your fat, which means something up here. Your gallbladder is not creating the bile salts to digest your fat and or your pancreas is not secreting an enzyme called lipase to digest your fat. And it's floating because the fat's ending up in your stool, not being in your system. And if you're out there, you have hormone imbalances. Um, if your DHEA is off or things like that, yeah. what makes your hormones is fat, right? So yeah. fat is critical. Stop fearing the fat. That's what makes your hormones. We got to get that. Um, don't be afraid of your cholesterol. The cholesterol number has got to be above 180. If you're below 60, you know, anywhere from 200 to 240 is the sweet spot. Most doctors will, will yell at you for that and say, get on a drug. They're crazy. They're not reading the research. Right. If you're over 60, 200 to 300 is the ideal zone for cholesterol. Once that number goes down below like 180, especially below 150, that's when I start to get concerned. Um, so that's why fat's important. You're doing great with your digesting of fat. Less than detectable limits. If you do have high cholesterol, which my cholesterol is like knock on wood, good. But this would be a good test to do to see if you're like where this stay adequate. Yeah. Yeah, Marnie. I mean, it's critical for so many different things. Again, just going back to metabolic flexibility, yeah. are you burning sugar for fuel? which we don't want to unless we're in danger. Are you burning fat for fuel? Yes, we want that most of the time. Your metabolism, are you having trouble burning fat and losing weight? We need to make sure that you're metabolizing your fat and absorbing your fat. Plus right. fat is such an important form of fuel. That's what the ketogenic diet's all about. But if we're seeing that number creeping up to 15% and above 15%, that's not good at all. So your your red flag, if, if you're not doing the test, is your stool or your, your poop is floating. Okay. But again- that's what that number is. So you're you're doing great. That tells me your awesome. gallbladder is very healthy, which I love. And that tells me that your liver function is good, which is really your detoxification organ. So I'm happy okay. about that. That's awesome. Elastase one, again, upper GI. Now we're looking at your pancreas. This is a specific marker for protein metabolism. It's an enzyme that your pancreas makes to basically break down the protein when you eat it. Okay. Now, okay, so what else does your pancreas need to digest? Not just your protein, but your fats right. and your carbs. So if this number is out of balance, we can assume you're not breaking down your protein, which is bad. We can also assume that you're not breaking down your fats and your carbs, right? Right. So it says normal range is greater than 200. That's like the lab normal. What's normal for me is greater than 500. So if you're lower than 500 on this marker right here, it means you're not breaking down your food. You're not absorbing your nutrients. Your body's probably attacking that food, creating inflammation, and you need to take a digestive enzyme before you eat. I'm happy to report that Marnie's yeah. number, which I don't, Marnie, I'm being serious. I don't see this number in this range quite that often. 
maybe 10% of my clients. So you're of course in the, the upper 10%. Um, you're, you were 601, which is phenomenal. So the good news for you is that you really don't need to take a digestive enzyme. All right. um, that's cool. Unless you were having bloating, which you're not, you told no. me you're not. So I mean, let's count so you, like the extra fat on my stomach that I gained during COVID as bloating. <laughs> stop, stop, stop. Not at all. When we look at your upper GI tract, we're in good shape. Your gallbladder is great. Liver's looking good. Right. Your pancreas looks good. The only thing that's out of balance is that stomach and the hydrochloric acid levels, which we already talked about, right? Cool, yeah. All right, now we're looking at your GI marker, something called beta-glucuronidase. Yours is within normal range, which is great. This is such an important marker. Um, interestingly enough, when I did my test, mine was, la mine was red high, flagged high. I was shocked. This is, and I'm not shocked because my liver probably was under so much stress from all the sugar abuse. This is an enzyme that your gut um, makes called beta-glucuronidase. And when you see this number elevated, again, yours is in optimal range, what it tells me is that your body is having trouble detoxifying, especially important for women. It tells me that you're not metabolizing your estrogen. So normally the estrogen should be excreted out of your liver, out of the gallbladder, into the gut to be excreted. Right. What happens is it keeps on getting recirculated and your estrogen levels build and that's dangerous. That can obviously go to very bad places. Um, not to mention your detoxification pathways become impaired. And I say this over and over, your detoxification is more important than the nutrients you put into your body. So you're in a good place, Marnie. You're, right. detoxifi you're detoxifying good. well. You're getting rid of the estrogen. So that's great. Occult blood, this is telling us, is there blood in your stool? Which could be signs of anal fissures, um, hemorrhoids, colon cancer, things like that. So we found nothing in there. Zero. So that's great. So you're doing great so far, right? All right, cool. Yeah. Here was a here was an interesting number. Your immune response, secretory IgA. This is like this is like your your troops. These are a number on the flowers in your garden, right? So this is like my healthy troops, my good bacteria, which we know is depleted. We want that number to be 1250. Yours was 923, a little bit low. Not bad though, Marnie. Most people I see, and this is probably 80% of my clients, are 100, 200. Their gut army is just in the tank, in the basement. And what? why? One, because our guts are, are being massively inflamed and acidified from our diet and stress. And two, they're under attack from inflammatory bacteria. Now, we know yours is to some extent, but yeah. I also know that you lead a pretty healthy life. And despite what we talked about before, you're still doing things um, to help your body out. That aside, we still have to build up that army, strengthen your gut. How are we going to do that? Two things. We're going to build up the army by giving you those probiotics we right. talked about, mm -hmm. and we're going to eradicate the bad bacteria with something called biocidin. I didn't mention the name before. It's a liquid, which also goes after the candida, which is going to kill the bad guys. And what we're going to see is this. All right. The good comes up, the bad comes down, but you weren't that far off to begin with. So again, the numbers look great in this section. Awesome. And I'm not, I wasn't surprised just knowing you and knowing who you are and how you take care of yourself. This is great. Yeah, this is cool, right? Yeah. The last two numbers, uh, this is a big one for most people, anti-gliadin, uh, IgA. Uh, this is basically telling us, are you having sensitivities to gluten? Now, if I'm not eating gluten when I take this test, I'm not challenging my body, so it's not going to really show a flag. You are in a great range, you're a 118, so it tells me that gluten is really not an issue for you. I don't eat gluten. Now, good. I'm not surprised, right? Because well, yeah. So, so, I mean, I know, I know your diet, so I'm not surprised that your number was normal here, but you know, people that are addicted to carbs and that are eating pasta and grains. And listen, I, I talk about this in both books. 
there's no such, there's nothing free about gluten-free. So it's not just gliadin, which you find in wheat, barley, and rye. I'm also talking about other grains. So there, it might not be the gliadin, but like something like gluten-free oatmeal, you're going to find avenin, which causes just as much gut damage as gliadin, which you find in wheat, barley, and rye. So my point with clients is just try to get off of all grains when you can, you know, instead of having white rice or brown rice, you would have something like quinoa, cauliflower rice, wild rice, which is a grass, not a, not a, you know, grain, obviously. But this is important because if someone was red, then I I would absolutely say no grains for you um, because I'm going to work so hard at lowering this inflammation and cleaning up your gut and fixing and healing and sealing the gut lining. You're just like rubbing sandpaper on the wound. It's not going to heal. Okay. Um, But you were good with that. And then the last marker is an inflammation marker, very important called calprotectin, one of a multiple uh, inflammatory markers we test for. You're, you're great. I mean, six, I want that to be zero. Normal is less than 173, but you were six. So your, your inflammatory response was very low. And what did I say earlier? Like you do have some bad bacteria in there. You have H. Yeah, pylori, yeah. but it weren't really creating a big amount of inflammation. Now they are creating leaky gut. So getting you on like a, a product to heal and seal that gut lining, like, you know, GI Resolve or GI Revive or something like that, we will do. Um, of course, you know, the greens and minerals are important for that as well. But your, your calprotectin was sick. So your inflammation levels were quite low. I have clients, I had one client come to me with the worst reflux I've ever seen. I felt, and she's still a client. She's one of my, one of my warriors who's in a phenomenal place right now. I mean, you should have seen how sick she was and her number was 873. And by the time we retested her uh, four months later, 873 is highly concerning to me. I mean, her gut was basically under a massive attack and wow. it was affecting every system in her body. And, and you know, I, I wasn't concerned because I know we could fix it, but, you know, she she was obviously concerned and we helped her. And after four months, that number dropped down to 43. Massive improvement. And now she's she is... She's healed from her reflux. And Does she feel different? She got her, she got her life back, you know? And That's amazing. She went to, I can't tell you how many doctors she shopped around with for years. I mean, she was suffering for 10 years on massive amounts of medication. And I mean, she got her life back. And this is the power. Again, I would say the power is yours to heal and the power yeah. that made the body heals the body, but you have to have a strategy. You have to know what you're going after. You have to have a powerful reason and you need to know what your desired outcome is. And if you have those three things in place, you know, you'll, you'll get to where you need to go. But your number was great. So awesome. Marnie, you're doing so many good things. Keep up the good work. We're going to put you on this protocol. We're going to hone in, yep. laser focus. Yep. We'll retest in four months. Um, of course, I'll be there for you every step of the way. Thank you. And, uh, you know, then we'll we'll see where you're at. What's the antibiotic thing that at the end, oh. antibiotic resistant genes? So, so uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, antibiotics, just so we all know, it's like you only take that if you're going to die. Like that's antibiotics are there for a reason. They, they obviously are very important when we need them, but they're so overprescribed. So this right here tells you if you needed to take an antibiotic, um, is it going to have, obviously all antibiotics have a, a massive detrimental effect. They wipe out your microbiome for two years and who hasn't been on an antibiotic out there? You know, I'm, I'm very grateful that my kids have never been on antibiotics. So there are ways to raise your kids on a non-antibiotic lifestyle, yeah. unless you have to go there, unless they're in danger. Right. That's when we have antibiotics, but we all grow. I literally would, would take them as candy. Like my, my parents didn't know any difference, yeah. you know? So you need to know that if you need to take one, is there one that might have a very bad reaction in your body? So Marnie, God forbid you needed to take an antibiotic. If you were in a life-threatening situation, then we know that these ones right here, your body would be okay with. So that's, that's, that's so that's, interesting that's- because my, like, so I always say that I'm allergic to penicillin, like just because I don't know if I am, but my mother is. 
So I just yeah. lean, lean and I, you know, I lean towards that side of caution. Yeah. And here's, it says I'm not. I, I love this. I love this point. I'm gonna, and my mom and my brother are both allergic to penicillin. I was never flagged as allergic, but what is penicillin? It's a fungus. And why do they use a fungus? Because fungus, which I dealt with with my own health, with, with the mold exposure that I had from this uh, house that we moved into, a whole other story. Fungus is so freaking smart, like candida, it knows how to survive. And if it feels itself being threatened, it, it basically shoots out its spores into the environment and its spores are very powerful antibacterials and they will wipe out any bacteria there. So what does an antibiotic do? It doesn't kill virus, it kills bacteria. Right. So what I believe is that people who had these, these bad reactions, like your mom and my mom and my brother, it wasn't necessarily all oh, antibiotics. It was the fungal reaction. It was Got the fungus. It. Interesting. And I took one when I first had an issue and I, I wasn't flagged from the doctors when I was born as, oh, he can take, he can't take an, uh, a penicillin, but I had a massive attack to penicillin because I had candida in my body and mold. And what I did was I added penicillin unknowingly that the mold was in my body and it just was like gasoline on the, on the fire. Wow. So so again, like, you know, I had to take it for the reason I had to take it, but this is why I'm such a huge fan of taking things like bioactive silver hydrosol or Argentin 23, which is a natural antibiotic, antiviral, antifungal. And that's what we give my kids when my kids have the sniffles and the coughs and things like yeah. that. And we really protect our kids and nurture the microbiome because antibiotics wipe out everything. It's like, they don't care. It's like, I'm going to kill everything. The bad guys, the good guys. And I talk about this in my book. This is also why I yeah. love hydrogen water. I have a hydrogen water machine downstairs, molecular hydrogen. And when I drink my water right here, this is hydrogen water. It's a selective antioxidant. So if I had to take an antibiotic, you know, everyone's like, oh, take a probiotic, take a probiotic. No, yes, take a probiotic, but a probiotic cannot touch what an antibiotic does to it. So the research shows that hydrogen water is the only thing that you can put into the body that's going to outpace the damaging effect of an antibiotic. So it builds up that anaerobic microflora in your gut faster than the antibiotic can break it down. Got it. That makes so much sense. I don't remember the last time I took an antibiotic, maybe 20 years ago. I, I don't even know. I mean, as soon as I understood that they were not really good for you to abuse, I stopped taking them. Yeah. So, so think about 20 years and like when we were born, if, if you were born in a hospital, your mom had to have an antibiotic, yeah. which means you got an antibiotic. So we all have had gut yeah. issues probably since birth, right? And and the thing is that if we didn't know to fix that, then you're going to be suffering with gut issues, whether you know it or not, your whole life. So Marnie, even though you haven't had an antibiotic for 20 years, I'm, I'm telling you that yeah. some of the things that we found here, like we could trace back all the way to 20 years ago, you know, and just this is why this is so important and why we're talking about this. It's like you can be doing all the right things, but it's just not enough anymore. Sounds good. Okay. Test don't guess. Let's do a GI map. And that's my mantra, which is sometimes, Marnie, like me, my symptomatic picture from this mole starting out is my tongue started contracting uncontrollably and it freaked me out. And I didn't know what. And thank thankfully, we know the people that we know and I know what I know. And I started investigating. And this is the law of biological medicine as a biological doctor. I just... I, find, I objectively test and see what's off with, with the body yeah. and I just start to solve the problem. It's like being a solving problem. We just need to really see what's driving this chain and not just based it on symptomatic change like so many doctors are doing, but really go down deeper yeah. again into that root cause and fix that. And then, you know, we can deal with the hormonal stuff and all that yeah. stuff downstream stuff yeah. later, but so many people are going to that first and I understand why. 
but they're not getting to the root cause. It's true. You have to like test and do a deeper dive. And doesn't it make sense once you see this and see what we're looking at? It's like, why, why would I want to test that for me and my family? Like I, I test my children with this, you know, and they love it. By the way, they, they get such a kick out of it. It's like, oh my God, we get to like, we get to, we get to like check my poopy. It's like the funniest thing in the yeah, world. I'm sure they love it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's like, it's not so bad. It's, it's like everything else. Thank you so much for your time, for all your help, for everything. Each time we do, it gets better and better and better because yeah. we know each other. And I think, I think your audience is going to love it. Thanks again for tuning in to Marnie on the Move. If you like what you hear, leave us a five-star review in Apple Podcasts. Follow us on social at Marnie on the Move for Facebook and Instagram and Marnie Salop on Twitter. Head over to our website, MarnieOnTheMove.com for more info on this episode, links in the show notes, and of course, sign up for our quarterly newsletter, The Download, to get updates, deals, giveaways, and information on future events for 2019. I want to hear from you. Email me, MarnieOnTheMove1 at gmail.com, and let me know what you're enjoying, what you want to hear more of, If you have questions for our guests, just reach out.